For the Love of Dallas, building empowered communities by highlighting those who donate their most precious resource, time. Welcome to the show for the Love of Dallas. I'm your host, Lauren Davis, and we have an exciting episode for you today. With me, we have Jordan Alsup of Cleanup USA. Jordan, thanks. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. What a yes. blessing to be here. It is. It is. I'm, I'm really grateful to have you here. And so I want to just dive right into it because I want you to basically talk the whole time because <laughs> we got connected and yeah. then I came down to where you're, you have your operation yeah. and um, I was just blown away. I could have stayed there all day yeah. and just continued to hear your testimony. So um, you call yourself the chief foot washer. So I first I want to know about that. Yeah. So it's a title that I gave myself. It's, um, I didn't feel like I was a founder cause God, it's, it was his idea. It was his, all his. And so I'm, I'm a servant just like, uh, Jesus is the, uh, when he, they call him the son, he's actually the servant of God. And so I just wanted to be a servant. And how do I do that? What was the first thing that I wanted to do? I wanted to wash feet. Uh, and, and I just remember during COVID when, because uh, cleanup started in May of 2020, walking around with a spray bottle and some dial soap and a rag and just asking neighbors, can I wash your feet? Is this, would this be helpful if I could do this? Because I don't, we didn't have our first unit yet to provide showers. And so what can I do now? Can I provide foot care? Can I give you a fresh pair of socks? Would that be okay? And wow. so um, I wanted to lead by example, so. Wow. Okay. So chief foot washer, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is just incredible. So you've given your life over to service from, from all that I can tell. May yeah. 2020, you said cleanup started. Yeah. I, I want, I want the audience to know, and I want to know more about just how did, how did that come to be? Whatever you, you want to share with us, but how does one go to walking around with dial soap and a, a water bottle yeah. to wash people's feet. I, I have to know more. Yeah, I, for a long time, about a decade, I wasn't a very nice person. Yeah. I was, um, I was very just rebellious on the inside. I wanted to help people, um, but I didn't know how. And so, for five years, I worked at a hospital because I figured I can help people there. I could do something there. But I just, it wasn't right. It wasn't what I was made for. And so I was searching. And as I was searching, you know, I was hurting those who were near to me because I wasn't doing what I was made to do. Mm -hmm. And then I just remember uh, April 22nd of 2018 is when I had a heart and a life transformation where God really just captivated me. And I, and I just remember that day. It was about six o'clock in the morning. I was at one of my lowest points in life. And I just remember God asking me a question. Do you want to do things different today? And I was just, yes, thank you for asking. And so from then there was just a journey where um, I just, I wanted to know who I was or how did God make me? Why did you make me this way? Um, and I was a small business owner and, and uh, from 2019 to 2020 and COVID happened and business went south. And I just remember in my gut um, in May of 2020, everyone's complaining about business. Everyone's complaining about finances. Yeah. Everyone's complaining about that. Rightfully so. Yeah. We should do that. But I wanted to ask a different question, mm -hmm. you know? And so I just asked God, what's on your heart? Would you be willing to share with me what's on your heart if I'm willing to do something about it? 
And I just remember in that moment, because it was about 1 a.m. That's a beautiful question. I don't know <laughs> if I know anyone yeah. else who has asked a question like that. And many, many times I've heard questions are the answer. Yeah. And I mean, you asked like a really good question. Yeah. And I mean, it was one o'clock in the morning. I was walking around a, a park near um, the house that I was staying in at the time. And I just remember him just saying, please sit down. And from 1 a.m. to about 4.30 in the morning, I just, I had my iPad with me just in case because I always walked and I was ready in case something came to me. And then for about three and a half, four hours, God just told me what was on his heart. But then whenever I, he was done sharing with me, I just remember in that moment, you know, how personal that, that, that he shared with me. Mm -hmm. And that if I shared something so personal with someone else, would I want that person to do nothing? Would I want that person to just listen? No, I want you to take action. And so I just knew in that moment I had action to take. And there's a, there's a verse in Psalms where it talks about that we have the ability to break God's heart. And I knew for a decade that I just broke God's heart because I was malfunctioning. I was not doing what I was created to do. And I knew that he shared something personal. He's already gifted me the abilities to handle it. Am I going to do something? And so in that moment, it was, I'm not going to break your heart. I did that for a long time and I don't want to do that anymore. And so I just, that's how I threw myself in is that it's, it's already all there. You wouldn't tell me something, it's something so personal and then not give me the skills and the ability to do it, mm -hmm. you know? Wow. Have you always been this faithful? What, what has been your faith journey? I feel like sometimes at least in my own life and then other people I've talked to, we, we compare our current situation, you know, which might not be so great to mm. someone's like end, you know, and, yeah. and we never really um, ask too much about the journey. What is your, what is your faith journey been like? Like, how did you get to the point where you had the inclination yeah. to not ask what God could do for you, but for you to ask what was on God's heart? I've just never heard that before. And so profound. Yeah. Well, all in scripture, you see God is in pursuit of man. He's looking for someone, anyone who's willing to partner with him. Mm -hmm. And I, I knew growing up, my mom was a, a children's pastor and my dad was a deacon at the church. And I knew right from wrong. I knew it, but I had been wounded. I had had lots of people who I trusted that came in and out of my life. And then I developed these trust issues where I didn't trust anyone, including God. And I began to distance myself from people and from God, from community and from my creator. And so um, what happened is a lot of people will see me now and say, you're so steadfast. You're so faithful. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, well, I'm the same exact person, but a decade ago, I was called stubborn. Mm -hmm. It's the same giftings and abilities. Just one is used for good and one isn't. And so same thing with, with uh, Paul the Apostle. Paul the Apostle is the same guy. He's so zealous and he's so passionate. Mm -hmm. But in one moment, he's zealous and passionate against God. And the other, he's zealous and passionate for God. I don't want to change who you are. I just remember God doing, I don't want to change who you are. I love who you mm -hmm. are. Can you just do it? Can we be together on this? Oh, wow. So That's beautiful. Yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that so much. I could just cry right now. Yeah. Um, okay. When we were talking the other day, when I came out to see you, yeah. like you said something that was so profound. I, it just got me in the gut. And you know, you have those moments in <laughs> yeah. time where, 
like things just hit you and it could, and it's usually the most simple thing. And sure. you said something so simple, but so profound. And it was about being a good neighbor. Uh-huh. You call everyone you serve a neighbor and we'll get into more um, about like the range of people you serve, which I was yeah. so like profoundly struck by. But to be a neighbor, you said very specifically, it's not just being a good neighbor, but you have to, you have to give and receive. Yeah. And so I, I want, I'm not even going to say anything else and be quiet. I want <laughs> you to try and, and take us back to that conversation because I, I just have to know more and I want all of our audience to know more. For sure. So the thing about, um, there's a parable in scripture where, where a, an attorney basically comes to Jesus and he asks him, what does it take? Uh, who is my neighbor? Right. And Jesus was replies, you know, he tells the story of the Good Samaritan. But at the end of the story, he says, you need to be a neighbor. I'm not going to tell you who your neighbor is because it's everyone. Right. But you're, the main choice you need to make is you need to be a neighbor. You need to be neighborly. Because if you are a neighbor, mm-hmm. if, I, if I wake up today and I choose, I'm a neighbor, then I'm willing to receive from anyone that comes to me but I'm also willing to give to anyone who comes to me. And so there's that, we have that, there's two sayings that cleanup is really founded on Mm -hmm. and it's all neighbors welcome. Mm -hmm. First and foremost, if you're willing to receive, we're willing to give. Mm -hmm. Okay. But the second one is you need to choose to be a neighbor. Everyone, because you need to choose to receive. We're all made to receive. God is the eternal bestower. And so he's made everything and everyone to receive from a deer that's eating the grass that he gave, from a human that receives sunlight, vitamin D, we're all made to receive, but we're also made in his image. So we're made to give. And so that's where not only do we need to receive and choose to be neighborly, receive from those around you. Mm-hmm. Receive, you, you gifted me this opportunity to be here. I need to receive this, but I also need to be a neighbor back and yeah. give back. Gosh, it's so beautiful. I, you know, I think of all the times where I, I, I personally have a hard time receiving <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, what do, what do I need to, to think about and ask God about on, on the receiving? I think that's why it struck me yeah. um, so, so intensely is because I've never really thought about if I'm a good neighbor or not. Mm. And I would probably say, sure, I would do anything for you, but would I receive anything? Mm. Do I sometimes think, oh, I've got it all figured out. Right. I don't need anything to not need. Um, can can keep you from being a neighbor. Totally true. And and receiving from people from all walks of life too, and and believing that you have something to receive right. from anybody, whether it be um, our homeless, you know, neighbors yeah. on the street to someone who appears to have it all together. And I say appears because we all know <laughs> yeah. it's, we don't always know what's on the inside of someone's heart or happening in their life, but, but to be able to receive, like that is just such a profound yes. concept. And I think it's overlooked. I really do. Yes, for sure. And, and just to really hammer it home, if you're only looking for neighbors, then you're only going to look down. You're only going to look down. But if you're choosing to be a neighbor, then you're willing to look up because somebody's going to bring down to you. So there's always this link up and down. And so what happens is, is if you, we, we get it all the time. Uh, Jordan, who does cleanup serve? We serve neighbors. Oh, so you serve, you know, the poor, you serve homeless. Well, of course we do, but I'll serve you if you get in line. 
whoever's asking me the question. Yeah, yeah will you get in line? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, will you get in line? Are you willing to receive? Then I'll serve you too. It doesn't matter to me, you know? Yeah. And the fact is, is part of what cleanup does is, yes, we love serving and we want to serve anywhere and everywhere, but we really want to shatter what it is, the, the need and desire to receive and what that looks like, you know? And part of that is choosing to be a neighbor. When we choose, when I make a decision today, I'm a neighbor, whatever comes my way, I'm willing to receive it. Then I'm willing to look up and realize I'm below someone. Yeah. <laughs> but if, I, if I'm only looking to be neighborly, then I'm always looking down. You're always above. Yeah, that, that is, I, I just love that. And I think, you know, our show is very specific to Dallas for <sighs> yeah. the love of Dallas. Yeah. And there's a lot of wonderful things in Dallas and there's, there's a lot of problems sure. in Dallas. There's a massive amount of suffering in Dallas. Obviously, you see that on a day-to-day -day basis and across the whole Metroplex. Yeah. And I think, you know, if, if Dallas could become like the neighborliest city mm. and county yeah. in the world, like we would ultimately be the best city on the planet. Yeah. Because I, I hear stories, I've seen things and people feel divided. And if the CEO can get in line for a haircut at yeah. the cleanup bus with the homeless neighbor, yeah. that's, that's when we've won. Yes. When when we are when we are in harmony, you know, giving and receiving at all levels of of where people are at in life all at one time. Yeah, for sure. I think Dallas has the potential to do that. I mean, this show is interviewing people who have given their life to service, donating their time. We don't say volunteer anymore cuz we want to elevate the idea of giving your time. You know, yeah. you're shattering what it means to give and receive. You know, and I'm I'm attempting to shatter what it means to to give of your time. I yeah. want people to give your time. I want them to be connected to you as a man who has given their life over. I want people to be inspired to give their time and their life over to service. And that might mean dropping everything you do, like you did your very, you know, extreme example of turning your life over, but you can turn parts of your day over. Sure. You can turn parts of your weekend over. You can turn your family over to service on Sundays. Yeah. So I, I just am so inspired by your story. I think it's just so unique. That question of what is on God's heart. I yeah. think that is like the most tender, beautiful question I think I've ever heard in my life. Thank you. So I, I just, I'm just so excited to know you and, and this, this part is just all about you. And so is there anything else that you feel like is part of your story that you want people to know about you? Um, you know, the, probably the biggest thing is there's always room for redemption. You know, uh, oftentimes as we're interacting with neighbors uh, of all walks of life, I mean, you said that, uh, that they're suffering all through Dallas. When we realize that everyone's suffering differently from us, you know, suffering looks differently to me than it looks different to you. Mm -hmm. It looks different to our neighbors uh, at, at Austin Street th yeah. versus the, the, that are here, you know. And so suffering's different everywhere. And so if we're willing to be a part of that, unity does not mean oneness, sameness. Yeah. Unity means you bring your puzzle piece, I bring mine, and together there's a mosaic that gets put forth. And so um, I, I'm a firm believer with you. That yeah. Dallas has all the ability, all the pieces are there. Mm -hmm. They're already in place for this mosaic of just neighborly activity to take place. 
Yes, I love it. I love it. Okay, well, we're going to take a quick break and go and bring in our co-host, Ben, uh, to meet Jordan and talk a little bit more about cleanup and, and how you can get involved. Hey guys, Ben and Lauren here again to tell you about another line from Rascal Man. It is a face line. Men, Ben, you know this. You should be exfoliating and washing your face yeah. and moisturizing. We, don't, we just don't do it though. We don't do it. No, no, you don't. And ladies, I'm here to tell you, buy it for your man, make him wear it. And the number one thing that they should add to their routine is eye cream. Eye cream. Ben, do you, mm -hmm. did you use eye cream this morning? I Admittedly, I didn't. I usually do, but I did not do it this morning. Well. Are you going to help me out? Yeah, I'm just okay. going to embarrass you right here <laughs> on this show. Women, don't let your men walk out with bags and dark circles under their eyes. And Ben, remember, don't don't manhandle it here. Okay. Dab it in real light. Yep, I got it. Ain't my first rodeo. <laughs> got this. And they instantly go away. So go to Rascal Man com or the Jen's place and pick up your products today. Okay, we're back with my co-host Ben, my mm -hmm. lovely husband, and our guest Jordan Alsup with Cleanup, and we are ready to dive into it. I, Cleanup is such a vast organization; you do so many things. So, can you start off uh, this segment with telling us about Cleanup in about one minute? if that's even possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so Cleanup has seven really avenues of service. We're 100% mobile. We transform school buses into mobile environments. We really want to serve in a specific way, but we don't want to just do something. We want to invite neighbors into an environment. So we have a, a barber shop, a classroom, a clinic, showers, um, a lounge, which is kind of like a Starbucks for uh, adults, uh, place to feel comfortable and safe to work. And so we're really looking to do that. We're transforming how we serve and how it is to receive. And we're just, uh, we're just everywhere. We're all over the place. That's awesome. Well, you know, we're in the barbershop business yeah. with you, right? Yes. So we've got our own brick and mortar retail stores and we do yeah. some donating of our time yeah. um, at Austin Street, which you had mentioned, yes. Haircuts for Homeless. Yeah, and uh, man, transformative experience um, serving people in the beauty industry. And uh, it's just, it's really touched our hearts. Just being able to give someone a good haircut, yeah. we found gives them their dignity back. Like, how did you, because you're not a barber by trade, right? No, no Okay, not so, so how yes, did, how did, the, how did Jordan end up becoming a barber slash hairdresser <laughs> extraordinaire? Yes, that's a great story. So for the first couple of months of cleanup, I knew that um, haircuts was probably the easiest thing to begin doing. Um, and I didn't uh, have anyone there serving with me. It was just me. Um, and so I was praying every day, every day, God, send a barber, send a stylist, send someone, anybody, it doesn't matter, uh, to come and help me. And I just remember one day after about two months, there was a set of clippers that had, it had already been donated, you know, a couple of weeks ago. And God just firmly say, I've sent you clippers, get to work. And it was just like, oh, okay, okay. It's like that. All right. And so even still, you know, I... Uh, you know, when, when I go out and serve, you know, it's just, I know that this is what I can do. I'm, I'm, I would love uh, for individuals to come join, but I'm only in charge of me. 
And so if, as long as I go, then others are, are going to be willing to go. Mm -hmm. oh, that's awesome. That's so funny. <laughs> you know what? God hasn't delivered any clippers to our house. No, so you're I'm, safe. I'm a little concerned <laughs> yeah. that might happen you to know? me. <laughs> you know, you just maybe pray a different prayer. Um, that is just, uh, that's incredible. Your ability um, and inclination to take action is, is quite extraordinary. I'm sure at times you probably don't feel that way, but I'm telling you from the outside, it's extraordinary mm. to see you take so much action and to be um, so concerned and responsible with yourself and what you have to give. I feel like sometimes, you know, in our worlds and in Dallas, we're always looking around, you do this, you do that, or mm. what can the government do for me? Like, what can everyone else do for me? And you are on this mission with cleanup to do what you can do and yeah. you just commit to doing it your best. Yes. Like that's extraordinary. Yeah. And, and I love whenever, whenever cleanup is serving, you know, and so we'll have our barbershop bus. And again, well, it's a wonderful experience, you know, but when you're in the barbershop bus, every now and then you'll get a question like, Hey, um, can you get me off the street? And I'm like, what I can do today is give you a haircut. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's what I'm capable of doing today. This is the ability and what I have to give you. Now, do you want to receive that? If so, then yes, then wonderful. We can, we have a partnership. Mm -hmm. If not, then, then I, I can't give you that because I'm, that's not my role in this doing good and being a neighbor. That's not my role. Mm -hmm. This yeah. is what I can do. Wow. That's really profound. So I I've done some work with, within the homeless community and outreach capacity along with our ministry that we do with our partners. And um, I found, you know, I don't know who, if everyone's going to agree with this statement, but this is my observation within <laughs> trying to solve this homeless issue, we'll call it. Sure. And we're talking about working with humans. Sure. They're coming from all walks of life. And they might come to you and, and say, like, as you've said, well, I went off the street. And you're like, I have a haircut to give. Yeah. Are you willing to receive? And I think restoring that light um knowing our lane uh yeah. with solving the problem because we cannot be everything to yeah. everyone mm -hmm. and yeah. the more we try to be everything to everyone we will fail and water down the mission that god has given us and yeah. and i see you know our city government coming in trying to solve all the problems i see certain organizations trying to solve all the problem and i just wonder if if everybody knew their lane like yeah. you did would the problem get solved by yeah. our collective actions? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just wonder sometimes. I mean, we have to know our lane and be good at that and do our best. Well, so on that note, too, every organization's got priorities. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you're trying to do a certain number of haircuts a year, if you're getting more, you know, buses that you're trying to convert. Yeah. But in terms of staying in your lane, sounds yeah. like you know what the mission that you're on, what's got what God has called you to do. Sure. Like over the next twelve months, what are you focused on doing? Uh, probably the first thing we're focused on is we want to replicate what we're already doing well. So we have those seven key uh, avenues of service. We want to replicate mm -hmm. because again, right now we have one barbershop bus mm -hmm. and we would love to have more than one. So that way we can serve, you know, different parts of the community at the same time. And we don't have to just come by once a month to this area because that's, that's, we get so many requests, you know, mm -hmm. that we have to, we schedule 120 days out right now where we serve. So today where we're going to be at in downtown Dallas, we scheduled 120 days ago wow. because wow. we have so many requests. So we would love to replicate. That's first and foremost, what we're already doing. Well, we've tried and proven 
built relationships. Let's, can we just come around more often? Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. I would love that. Uh, the second thing is, is, is we are, uh, penetrating into the education. So cleanup started the cleanup Academy, um, kind of out of the thin air. It, it felt like in January where we partnered with some local charter schools where they are gifting cleanup their online curriculum so that we can provide free education from kindergarten to 12th grade up to the age of 52. Right. And so wow. we, there's a, there's a huge need everywhere for that, but there's a specific environment that we want to get to. Um, that's a, a way bigger topic than what we have here for today mm -hmm. to discuss, but there's every County has a, an area with children that are not being served and they're not going to class. And we not only want to change that, we want to bring a classroom environment there. And so there's a hundred classrooms that it's our goal to not only receive the resources for, but to make and produce this year so that these children that are about 12 to 18 can now receive their education. Is that so they would be physically going to your unit, your bus to receive that education? Is that how that would work? Yeah. So these, these individual classrooms would be designated for an area. So Monday through Friday, these specific children, uh, which are termed royalty kids, uh, they're in the foster system um, that have been pulled out and now are in a, a hotel system, basically just sitting, waiting to age out um, and not go into class. We want to take a classroom and say, you're not only going to get a, the best education that you can get, we're going to bring it to you in an environment that's conducive and loving and caring mm -hmm. that says you're more than enough, mm -hmm. you know, and that we want to, we want to kickstart you. We want to transform whatever's been done in the past. That's amazing. Wow. And they'll get a haircut too. Yeah. What, are, yeah. Yeah, you need, what else you need? Yeah. I, I <laughs> was really struck when we had this conversation, when we met out at your facility, um, that these children yeah. are, are essentially sort of lost in the system. I yeah. mean, they're, they don't have a home. They're in a, a group situation in hotels yeah. with, with, you know, no parents and caseworkers essentially managing their day to day and they're not going to class. Yeah. I just can't even imagine how lonely that is. I, I think you're meeting such an incredible need and maybe they're not homeless per se, yeah. right? But they're the ones that age out and are at very high risk yes. of being trafficked or becoming homeless on the street. Yeah. Um, so you're really um, meeting a need to help prevent further need of your services. Yeah. Um, Once the yeah. connection on top of the education, I think is what you're, you're talking about too, mm -hmm. is like education is important, but that social connection where we're mm -hmm. on this planet, God put us here to yeah. connect with each other and give and receive from each other as you, as you talked about. So just getting them out of that lonely environment Yes. I, and yeah. meeting with other kids and teachers and all of that, I think it's really special. I think it's yeah. really great. So you're trying to do a hundred buses, hundred individual because, buses. Yes. It's a very lofty goal. <laughs> it's huge. It's, it's very attainable because yeah. there's already so many pieces that are in play. Um, I mean, getting the buses aren't, isn't a big deal. I mean, I could make a phone call and somebody could deliver a hundred buses. That's not the problem. How much does a hundred buses cost? Uh, well, if you buy them in bulk, <laughs> you get a much better deal. Um, but I mean, school buses now, depending upon age and things like that, you're, just the bus alone is going to cost anywhere between five to six thousand dollars. But then 
the transformation process to not let it be that, that there's an environment on the inside. Mm -hmm. You know, that's another, you know, five to 8,000, depending upon where it's going and what specifically, what age range you're doing mm -hmm. um, on the back end. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's so attainable. And it's one of yeah. these things that where, again, if, you, if there's a small business or whatever, you can say, I want to contribute this cleanup classroom to this county. And it's, it's small and manageable for you. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. it's not everybody has to do the whole thing. Okay. So speaking of money, because we got to wrap up here, yeah, yeah. we like to ask our audience yeah. to, to help out. So clearly it takes money to do what sure. you do to achieve your mission. We got to buy buses. We got to outfit the buses. Yeah. Um, we encourage our audience to donate time. That's where every, everybody yeah. here, we want you coming out to yeah. serve because that's one thing we all have an equal amount of is yeah, time. Totally. Um, can you talk a little bit more about you know, what volunteers you need, when you need them, what they would be doing if we're asking our audience to go out there and serve the community with you. Yeah. So we ask cleanup volunteers to, to serve six times a year. That's it. We don't want seven. We don't mm -hmm. want five. If you can find a way to serve six times in a calendar year, shove them all into one month, do them during the summer, whatever's easier for you, six times. Now, a volunteer event generally lasts 90 minutes to about three hours, depending upon if we're at a facility or if we're uh, doing more of a strategic outreach. Mm -hmm. So it's not that long a time frame. Um, we put our calendar out a month in advance. Uh, we operate six days a week. Thursday is our Sabbath every week. Uh, so we don't do anything on Thursday. Uh, so there's opportunities all throughout the day, mornings and afternoons. Calendar gets put out a month in advance. And so it's fairly simple for you just to pick what, what's convenient for you, whether it's I want to see the end user. I want to know where my time is going to serve. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of there's a lot of neighbors us who are looking to serve who don't want to see that, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. That just I can't handle that. It's yeah. too much. Okay. Well, wonderful. We have opportunities. We have to give things away, mm -hmm. and so we need to pack these snack bags that we call cleanup kits, or we need to sort clothes. Every week we have sorting clothes events where all we do is we sort men's to women's. And then from size, small to 5X, put them in bags. That way, when the closet is ready, we can just grab a bag. Oh, we need a bag of men's large. Well, you can grab a men's large and put hangers on it. Mm -hmm. There you go. Um, so there's lots of things to do. Wow. That's fantastic. I, I think that's so great. Because sometimes I remember when I was first volunteering um, within the homeless community, I was really uncomfortable. And now yeah. I'm five years into it. And I, I just, I feel part of the community now. Yeah. And I, I think about that. I reflect on that and go, gosh, you know, it's taken a long time, but I've come so far. I used to be so nervous. What do you say to people yeah. in this situation? Or you feel guilty about where you're at in life and yeah. then maybe feel like, you know, you can't deserve. So I am just so encouraged and so excited about, um, just your, your overall underlying mission of, of being a neighbor. Mm -hmm. um, I really I really think Dallas has it in her mm -hmm. to be the best neighbor in yeah. the whole United States. And I think you're going to be the catalyst of that. I hope people take away from this, um, you know, how they can get involved. Uh, I want you to go over your websites and where do we find the calendar. But I want people to leave this saying, Am I a neighbor? Yeah. Am I a full neighbor? Yeah. Not just a neighbor to someone else. Am I a full neighbor? Am I receiving from my community? Mm -hmm. yes. And what does that look like? So tell us how we can find that calendar and commit to our six to our six times donating. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So 
on all social medias, it's just Clean Up USA. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, uh, TikTok. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, those are uh, just Clean Up USA. And then the website's cleanupusa.org. Calendar goes out the first of every month. Um, and so, uh, and there's a lot of consistency. You'll see that there's certain uh, places that we go to the second Tuesday of every month. We're going to be in the same spot because, again, we want to be consistent in, in how we serve and where we serve. Awesome. So. That's so awesome. Okay. Well, I'm going to commit to my six times um, because <laughs> I've got to see, you know, more of this in action. And um, I just thank you, Jordan, for being with us. Thanks, Ben, for mm -hmm. being such Thanks a great co-host <laughs> always. <laughs> You know, and I, I hope uh, my prayer for you today is that you were as struck as I was about being a neighbor. I am making a commitment today to be a full neighbor, one that uh, gives and receives. So I'm going to make a commitment to start receiving more. And, um, and I just appreciate you, Jordan, for, for inspiring me to do that. So thanks for uh, another great episode and go to cleanup.org and give your cleanup USA. Cleanupusa.org. Yes, Thank you. you. Cleanup well, USA. Well yes. Cause the vision is much bigger. <laughs> yes. uh, we said USA. Yeah. Yes. Cleanupusa.org and, um, donate your six times, do it in a month as Jordan said, or do it in a year, but just get it done. Yeah. Thank you for being with us for the love of Dallas.